Hey guys, it's Ed and I'm coming to you from the Drunk Gossip Studios. And I just want you to know, yes, you will be hearing the intro again. Um, you'll hear, hey guys, it's Ed coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios. That's because um, that segment is pre-recorded. Um, but the rest of the episode is brand new. We're doing a deep dive into the drama surrounding the talk. That's right. Um, we, we've done like 20 deep dives into the view, but we haven't really done any deep dives into the talk yet. So I thought with Marie Osmond's big announcement coming this week, that this was the perfect time to look at some of the drama surrounding the talk. Um, In this episode, we're going to talk about Marie Osmond and how there are some panelists upset with her arrival. We're going to talk about the real reason Sarah Gilbert left the talk. Um, We're going to talk about how Julie Chen wanted to come back to the talk. Um, And much, much more. So buckle up, have fun. And I hope you guys enjoyed listening to the talk deep dive. I'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Ed and I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And let me tell you, there is a merry-go-round happening right now. It seems like all the panel shows are replacing people. Um... You already know I have the exclusive that Megan McCain is out at The View. Um, That's probably going to happen towards the end of their season. Um, They go on a hiatus and they come back for a few episodes. Um, Or it could happen just like it did with Jed where um, she, she stays for a little while and then um, is quietly replaced. Um, but we already talked about that, and as soon as I know more, I'll update that story. Uh, but the talk is very much becoming a uh, um, musical panelist as well. Now, I will say this. They've held the, their panel together a lot longer than most. Um... But before the season premiered, Julie Chen was out, um, even though it was announced after the season started, because her husband, Les Moonves, also exited CBS. And she was being very defiant and um, standing by her man. And, you know, it, and what, one of the reasons, one of the other reasons, she left is, how can you talk about sexual harassment and not talk about Les Moonves, especially when he's the big boss over at CBS? And it was a growing scandal. It was very much in the pop culture. And, you know, there was just really nothing that they could do. So she exited. And, you know... That was one of those things where it wasn't too big of a loss. And they replaced her with Carrie Ann and Nava. Well, fast forward a few months. 
And Sarah Gilbert announced that she's leaving because she wants to focus on acting and have more time with her wife and kids. Although, I will, I do want to point out, um, and I think I pointed this out when we did the story about her exit. When she did her, um, her statement, she mentioned, she did not mention Linda Perry, her wife, at all. I don't know if we were supposed to assume or if there's going to be a breakup announcement soon. Um, but I found that very interesting. And now we know who's going to be replacing Sarah Gilbert. And that's going to be singer, doll maker, Kathy Griffin punchline, Maria Osmond. Team uh, Z has the story. And they say um, that the, the bosses really like her and the ratings go up. When Marie Osmond hosts. Which doesn't really surprise me. I mean, Marie Osmond is a legend. Um, Her and Donnie are very, very popular. They had a Las Vegas residency for a long time. Um, But some of the women on the panel are not pleased with the hire. Why is that? Well, uh, the the official reasoning being given is they thought that Sarah should be replaced with someone younger and edgier. I'm not thinking that they meant like Cardi B, but, you know, maybe. Um, but, you know, in, in all honesty, I could almost see like a Miley Cyrus type or um, a Demi Lovato type taking over for Sarah Gilbert. Um... But our friends over at Blind Gossip have an item up called Lying About the Underlying Issue. Here's what their source said. They are saying that the panel is mad because they wanted someone younger. Ha! That's not it. Do you think if Oprah came along and joined the show that they would complain that she was too old? No. The real issue they are the real issue they are pissed off is that they wanted someone super liberal. Marie Osmond is super traditional and conservative. That is the real reason they don't want her. And it seems like the the CBS brass were like, this is it, this is our choice, this is what's happening. You don't get a say. Which makes me wonder um, if Sarah Gilbert even had a say or if she's going to continue executive, being the executive producer of the show. She created it, so she'll always get that credit, and she'll probably always get some sort of uh, money from it. But I wonder if um, she's going to continue producing. And I wonder how the panel is going to get along with Marie. The big announcement is supposed to come live on on May 7th. So we're going to have to keep an eye out for that. Alright, I'm going to go and come right back. And I'm back. So, I started kind of talking about this in the last segment. But, um, I felt, since we were doing the the talk deep dive, that perhaps we should, um, I should give this its own segment altogether. Um, it is widely believed and reported 
that Julie Chen wanted to return to the talk. Um, some have even said that she was desperate to return to the talk. Um, so, for those of you who don't remember, at the beginning of the season, Julie Chen quit the talk because her husband, Les Moonves, was embroiled in a Me Too scandal. And he um, had just been fired from CBS. And she the, she missed like the first week or so of taping of the talk. And then Big Brother premiered. And she signed off by calling herself Julie Chen Moonves. Now, she had never done this before. She had always just been Julie Chen. And people took this as a her way of being very defiant. And um, letting people know that she was standing by her man. What, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with standing by your man, even though you know he harassed women. That's your choice. And we're all about supporting women and letting women make their own choices. Um, but it said that she was told she was going to start losing her hosting gigs. Uh, and it, it is widely believed that after her contract with Big Brother ends, she's going to be out. And um, so, so she made the announcement on the talk that she was leaving. But after Sarah Gilbert said that she wanted to leave, um, she wanted to spend more time with her family, yada, you know, and she was concentrating on producing and acting. They um, it's Rob Shooter from um, Straight Shooter said Julie sees Sarah's, Sarah Gilbert's departure as an opportunity for her to return to her talk show. Julie was one of the original cast members and hated leaving the show after her husband's sex scandal. But, that, uh, obviously with Mary Osmond taking over, that does not seem to be the case. Um, it, you know, and honestly, I don't, I don't foresee anyone allowing Julie Chen back on. She could very easily probably slip over to, like, The View. But I don't think uh, her presence there would would do very much, to be honest. Um, because The View is very political. It's part of the ABC News division. So she would have to... For lack of a better way of saying this, she would have to gain a personality. Um, now, I've never really watched anything that Julie Chen has hosted... But when near every single gossip blog calls her Chinbot, I think that says pretty much all we need to know. 
uh, about the woman. And I think that that is... Uh, she's just not that interesting. She doesn't show very much personality. She doesn't show very much oomph, you know? And, you know, Meredith Vieira was the same way. Um, politically, she stayed very center. And she literally just moderated the the conversation. However, Rosie O'Donnell and Whoopi Goldberg have both kind of changed the role of the moderator. And they keep the conversation going. But they also very much let people know what their views are. And I don't know that Julie Chin would be able to do that. And obviously she's not going to be returning to the talk anytime soon. But you know who will be returning? Me, after this short break. And I'm back. So, we t- um, we've talked about how Sarah Gilbert's departure opened the door for Julie Chin to want to come back and Marie Osmond actually getting her spot. But let's actually talk about Sarah Gilbert herself. Um, she, Sarah Gilbert actually is the mastermind behind the Roseanne revival. Um, both Roseanne proper and then the spinoff, the Connors. And one of the things that I don't think a lot of people realize is even though, um, Roseanne created the characters and and whatnot. Sir Gilbert is actually um, credited with being a co-creator on the revival and on the Connors, and she's an executive producer. And this isn't a vanity title, where you know sometimes people will be given um, the title executive producer just because you know. They want it and they want to get into the producer's guild or whatever. She actually is a very hands-on producer. And as I've theorized many times, her, her exit from the talk was because her marriage was in trouble. Um, her wife, Linda Perry basically said to her, you don't have time for us. You don't have time to sit with us or, you know, spend time with us. Here is um, what a source says. Sarah's marriage was strained because of, of the nonstop fights with her wife. Linda told Sarah that she didn't have enough time for her family and she was right. And so... And of course, this is not a big surprise. Um, We knew Sarah didn't have the time. We knew that she was... um, cutting herself short. And... that by doing that... she was... putting a strain on her marriage and her family life... Um, and she can, she pretty much admitted as much when um, she made the announcement that she was leaving at the end of the season. Um, it is surprising that somebody in Linda and Sarah's inner circle 
revealed this to Radar Online, but when you're a celebrity, you kind of, I hate to say you don't trust anyone or you can't trust anyone, but you can't trust anyone. (laughs) Secrets will always come, come out, no matter what. You know, we, we, you may want to believe that they won't, but they, they do. Um, the source went on to say Sarah really wants to vote, devote as much time as she can to the Connors, and there's so much drama that comes along with the talk. She needed to reevaluate her life. And, you know. Honestly, that's not all that surprising. You know, um, the Connors actually could end up going into syndication, making Sarah more money than the talk um, in the long run. So... One of the things that every actor wants is for is to have a sitcom that goes into syndication. Obviously, Sarah Gilbert, John Goodman, Laurie Metcalf, and all have the original Roseanne, which is in syndication. And they're making money off of that. But Sarah wants the Connors to go into syndication as well. Because now she owns a piece of the pie, and she'll get even more money if that goes in in this syndication. Um, she'll get money as an actress. She'll get money as a producer. Um, and I believe if she's writing or if she's credited with writing, she'll get money for that as well. So you know, and who doesn't want passive income? And no. Um, where, where the next meal is coming from, you know, I I would think that that's what everyone wants, to be honest. Um, and the source went on to say, doing both shows was wearing her thin and having huge consequences on her marriage because she was never there. She is now putting her wife and kids first and is ready for a new chapter. And you know what? Brava, Sarah. Brava for putting your family first and making sure um, that you guys are well taken care of. And I'm going to go and come right back. And I'm back. <clears throat> so the next few topics are a little bit heavier. Um, and I wish I could say we're going to end on a lighter note, but no, um, we're ending on the heavy topics. So sorry about that. Um, but I actually think that these are very important topics and, um, the women who talked about them are very strong. Um, and I really have a really, a lot of respect for them for sharing, um, these struggles. So Sharon Osbourne has been a celebrity forever and a day, it seems like. Um, She is Ozzy Osbourne, her husband's 
um, manager. And that's how um, she first started making money and um, became becoming famous. And then they had that reality show. I don't know if you all remember the MTV reality show, The Osbournes. I feel like they tried to do a reboot at some point recently. And recently, I think, like, within the last five or so years. Um, and it just didn't work out very well. And then... Um, and then she joined the talk. She recently revealed that she battles depression and has actually attempted to take her own life three different times. Here's what she said. I was joking about this, but I shouldn't. Talking about my depression and it's like, you know, saying, oh, the first time I tried to kill myself was, okay. The second, all right. The third time, oi. But it's like, I'm still here. I still do what I do. And you struggle. And then, um, she talks about, you know, just the effects and how she's been on, on medicine for the last 16 years. Um, and she said, excuse me, 16 years, been on medication. And she, she has such a brilliant quote. Um, I just, I, I want to read this to you because I think it's, it's so powerful. It's short, but powerful. She said, I wish everyone could sing flowers and daisies and princesses, but you can't. Now, uh, it's not really surprising that Sharon Osbourne is, um, is battling depression. A lot of people do, um... And when you look at her life, she's not had an easy time of it. Um, and I know people are going to say, oh, she's a you know, poor little millionaire. Yes, she, she has a very lavish lifestyle. She's, she's rich. But that doesn't make her life any easier than um, someone else's. Um, we know that Ozzy has cheated on her multiple times. And, you know, whatever their relationship is, whether it's open or um, she just accepts that he's going to cheat on her, I don't know. She's not been open about that part. Um, I know a lot of people believe that they have an open relationship. Uh, But she hasn't talked about that. And then... No matter what, it has to be hard to see your partner with someone else or know that they're with someone else. I think that's why a lot of people do the, I don't want to know. If you sleep with someone else, don't tell me. Because it is so damn hard. Um, and, you know, her, um, her son is sick. Her daughter redid like a virgin, or no, I'm sorry, Kelly Osman redid Papa Don't Preach. And 
just listen to that version and then listen to Madonna's to get it out of your head. Because I promise you, you will want to, 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 you will want to listen to Madonna's version to get Kelly Osbourne singing out of your head. Um, you know, and, and for the record, I don't have a problem with Kelly Osbourne. I actually think um, she's very pretty, very talented. I just don't think that singing is the right career for her. And I'm really surprised Madonna let her redo her song. There might have been some blackmail or something involved. <laughs> Anyways, um, Sharon said, some days are better than others. And some days you feel like you just want to pull the sheets over your head and just stay in that bed and not do a damn thing except rot. And, you know, who can't relate to that? Who can't relate to just wanting to be in bed under your covers all day? I know I can. I, like, some mornings I wake up and I'm like, why? Why do I have to get out of bed? Why do I have to leave my bed? And, you know, and it's not, at least in my case, it's not depression. It's just, that's how I am some days. But there are people in my family who are depressed, and they do say, yeah, you know, why do I have to get out of bed? Why can't I just stay here? So, I'm so happy that Sharon talked about that. And I'm so happy to say I'm going to go and be right back. And I'm back. I have a lot of friends, um, a lot of female friends who have made the choice not to have children or are waiting, uh, they and their husband or their partner are waiting um, to have kids for whatever reason. Uh, But they get asked a lot about when they're going to have a baby. And some of them it bothers more than it does others. Um... I had one friend who it bothered a lot. She didn't like it. She felt like it was very invasive and very, um, very uncalled for. And I can't disagree with her. Um, You know, obviously, I'm not in that position that I have to worry about that, but I, I do understand. And then there are some women who can't have babies or who are battling infertility. And Eve is one of those women. And this is a battle that she has been fighting for a very long time. She married her husband, Maximilian Cooper, like um, a while ago, actually. I think like four or five years ago. And she says that she's sick of people asking her when they're going to have a baby. She said, I am so sick about people making a big deal about women's ages. They don't do this to men. My 39th birthday is next week. It's in eight days. And the one question that I get is men and women ask me, how old are you again? Oh, you don't have any kids? How old are you again? And I'm like, you heard me say how old I am. And 
you know, first of all, for, um, she said that a couple years ago, so she's 41 now, or going on 41 now, and she looks fantastic. We all need to look like Eve. I mean, really. Way to go, girl. Um... You know, and again, like, I get it, people, for some reason, kids are, like, the ultimate relationship step. I'm not quite sure why. I don't know if, it like, it's because they bond you for life or something, or um, some kind of legacy. But kids are very important to people. Um, Eve went on to say in the same interview, it annoys me because one time one of my friends, a male friend, said to me, when are you going to give my friend some kids? As a man, you don't, you don't ask that to anyone. No one should do it. We are trying for anyone who is asking, but it's up to God and the universe. Just stop asking questions. And you know what? She's completely right. You know, it's, and this is something I really, really don't understand, um, why people make a big to-do, um, about it being the woman's job to get pregnant. You know, there's so many sitcoms, um, where... There's this whole weird thing about, you know, it's it's the woman's fault. Or um, it has to be the woman's fault because if it's not, then that means the man's not manly enough. Um, how I Met Your Mother kind of dealt with it. Um, uh, eventually they did get pregnant. Um, Lillian Marshall, that is. They they did get pregnant. Um, twice, actually. Um, the King of Queens dealt with it. Um, and they went the adoption route until Carrie ended up pregnant. And, it, you know, I think... First of all, obviously... It, things like that can happen. But I also think it gives kind of a false sense of hope to people. Like, oh... The doctor said I can't have a baby, and now I can. Soap operas are notorious for this. Um, you know, the heroine will be told that she can't have a baby and then have an illicit affair, and then voila, she's pregnant. Whether the, because the actress is pregnant or taking a break or whatever. Um, and it kind of happened to Eve... Um, late last year, they were saying, oh, Eva's, um, media takeout started, um, the report that Eve was pregnant. Now, there were, there doesn't seem to be anything that substantiated this, and Eve denied it. But the rumor persisted, and... Because I looked it up, because I thought... I thought she actually was pregnant. I thought there was an announcement. Um, but as I was looking it up, I realized... Um, the report says she was three months pregnant, which means... 
unless she was way overdue, um, she should have had the baby sometime in April. It is May 4th. So, yeah. Um, you know, in the, I just want to say there's nothing wrong with being infertile. And there's nothing wrong with not having kids. Uh, Maximilian already has four kids. So if if they don't want any more, that's cool. If they do want some, you know, they're millionaires. They can afford to go through the treatment if they want to go um, through it that way. Um, there's adoption. Not every child has to be biological. Um... This is what you've said um, recently. Obviously, I've talked about my struggle with getting pregnant, and I didn't talk about it for a long time because I felt shameful. As a woman, you just think these things happen naturally, and I felt like I was damaged. I felt like I was broken. I felt like, oh, maybe I wasn't good enough. It's a very sad, hurtful thing. But the more I hung on to it, the worse I actually felt about it and about myself. Since I've shared, people have been so sweet to me. Even in the audience, people have actually come to me and hugged me and said, you deserve it, and it's going to happen for you. So thank you to the audience here. And I just want to say, kids are not something you deserve or are a reward. They're, you know, obviously people want kids. I, I, I... I'm starting to understand a little bit, but not really. Um, But treating a pregnancy, treating it like, oh, your time will come, or like it's the jackpot at a casino, I think is the wrong way to look at it, too. Um, And I I get the people think it's a natural thing. But again, I go back to what I said earlier. Not everyone wants kids. Um, You know, obviously Eve does want a child, and that's great, and I hope she has one. But I don't think we should be shaming women for not having kids. Or making them feel like not a woman, not a natural whatever. And this feels like a natural stopping point. Thank you all so much for listening, as always. Tell me what you thought of the Talk Deep Dive uh, at Author Ed A on Twitter, at Author Ed Anderson on Instagram and Facebook. Drop me a line and let me know what you guys think. And until next time, cheers.